Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to uh, This Week in Norman, a podcast from the Norman Transcript. I am Jesse Crittenden. And I'm Emma Keith, and we're reporters with The Transcript, hoping hey. to bring you uh, the news of last week and this week every Monday. Hey, and as everybody knows, uh, you know, the news just keeps on coming in, Emma. As I It really does, Jesse. days. It's uh, it's just it feels like since the the COVID nineteen pandemic started, it just feels like it doesn't stop. Honestly, yeah, it, more than usual. And as you and I were just talking about, we are about to a shift from covering that news entirely at home to uh, starting to phase back into the newsroom as restrictions start to lift in Norman. So we will be back at our desks a little bit this week, and uh, you'll be able to reach us at those newsroom phones again. You know, I'll tell you, you know, you know, it's been, you know, it's kind of been, it was a nice change of pace working at home, you know, at first, but there's mm-hmm. a part of me that's, that's a little excited to try to, you know, kind of return to some sort of normalcy. I don't know about you, but that's how I'm Same, doing. same. Gotcha. Well, speaking of restrictions lifting in Norman, let's dive right into it and talk about last week in Norman. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So, you know, uh, as of uh, May 15th, uh, this last Friday, um, we, we, the city of Norman, have moved into phase 1B um, of the mayor's healthier at home order uh, in attempt to reopen the Norman business. So, Emma, what does that kind of look like? You know, what do residents kind of need to know as we move into this new plan? Right. So due to the amount of times that the mayor had to amend phase 1A of the order, phase 1B really doesn't look that much different. It just means that uh, playgrounds are open, uh, facilities like dog parks, skate parks, and basketball courts are open, and organized youth sports can start practicing. Also, some retail establishments can start opening up at 50% capacity. Um, But the mayor said on Friday that we met all the necessary requirements to move into this next phase. You know, we were seeing a downward trend in cases. We have the necessary hospital capacity needed to move forward and testing is looking okay locally. Uh, So like you said, as of May 15th, we're in phase 1B. Gotcha. You know, and that's a good point you made about, you know, uh, you know, most people probably know by now a, a couple of the adjustments and changes um, that the mayor has made to her original order. Uh, one of those being, you know, allowing church services to resume as of la- or as of May 8th, um, excuse me, the weekend of May 8th. Um, that mm-hmm. was originally supposed to be in phase 1B, um, a couple of things like that. Um, so, you know, we're in phase 1B for the next two weeks. And then, you know, what, is that, what does that kind of look like uh, the next phase, Emma? Right. So should we continue to meet all these requirements, Norman's going to move into the second phase on May 29th. So that just lets group sizes get a little bit larger. Um, bars can start opening under certain restrictions because, you know, uh, restaurants can be open right now, but um, bars are, are not allowed to be open. So with certain restrictions, they can open May 29th. Um, some other business restrictions lift. Uh, there's, there's a couple things that happen on the 29th, but things definitely loosen up at that point if we continue to follow this trajectory. Right. No, I think that's a good point. And yeah, I think May 29th, you know, this next, that next phase will kind of be, I think, when people can really start to sort of see a real return to normalcy. And I know there's a, I know there's a divide right now in terms of, of, you know, whether we're, you know, cities across the country are reopening things too quickly, um, or is this good for the economy? 
um, to reopen things now. But I think regardless, May 29th will kind of be when, you know, we might see more people downtown. I kind of, you know, what things were like before the pandemic. Right, right. And, you know, we have yet to see how that's going to impact uh, case totals or what COVID-19 looks like in Norman. Uh, but as we talk about reopening, you know, a big part of Norman is the university. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about on the last podcast, uh, OU is slated to, you know, at this point, planning to be back on the Norman campus in residential life, in classes by fall 2020. So uh, OU has started its plan to start phasing people back onto campus. The first phase of that plan went into effect last Monday, May 11th. So some operations staff and researchers could start going back to campus. And those people are all being tested. Um, You know, OU is, these are kind of the guinea pigs, basically. OU is seeing if it has um, all the right capacities, testing-wise and PPE-wise. They're still trying to build that up. Uh, but they're seeing how it goes with these folks. And then hopefully soon we get some more details about what that phased plan looks like, because right now really all we know is what that phase one looks like. And obviously that, that doesn't involve any students coming back to campus. All of uh, OU summer classes are online this year. Um, so not sure what the next few phases will look like, but some folks are returning to OU's campus as of last week. Gotcha. Guinea pigs is kind of a, a funny way to, to put it, but, but honestly, you know, that's basically what the university said. They said this is a pilot program to start getting people back to campus. So, well, and, but you know, you know, there's, you know, OU kind of has a different responsibility than, than other places in town. I mean, obviously when things are running at full capacity at OU, there's thousands of people right. um, on campus on any given day. And there are a lot of them are in closed quarters. So, I mean, um, you know, even if this, as this virus progresses, I mean, I think OU kind of has a unique responsibility to ensure the safety um, of not only the people on campus, but obviously just the people of Norman in general, right. just because of how condensed and how many people are on campus at any given time. Right. And you don't know where students are going after they leave campus. I mean, they're out in the community. So yeah, OU just has a lot of different community members to account for and take care of and accommodate throughout this process. And it'll be really interesting to see the choices that the university makes over the next few months. Right, right. And Emma, you know, actually, we really didn't get a a chance to talk about this um, earlier, but OU had their virtual graduation um, within the last few days. Um, Can you can you honestly just talk a little bit about, you know, what that looked like? I, I didn't have a chance to really see what all went on. So can you tell me just a little bit about that? You know, I heard uh, a few mixed things about it, but I, I, you know, I also heard that it was a a sweet occasion. And I know OU gave grads kind of a chance to um, personalize some announcements about their graduation. I, my Facebook page was just filled with grad announcements that day uh, from OU. So it it seemed like a sweet ending. And I, I know not the one that really any graduates would have hoped for at the beginning of this year. Uh, but again, we, I think we've talked about this. OU should be hosting a, a virtu- uh, in-person graduation in early August. Uh, at least right now, they're slated to do that. So they had the virtual graduation about a week and a half ago. And, you know, hopefully in a few months, 2020 graduates get that in-person experience. 
Yeah, you know, I think we talked about this earlier too, but, uh, you know, as as probably disappointing as it may have been for some graduates to not have that in-person experience of, you know, walking across the stage and getting your diploma, I mean, there's not very many people that have that experience of, of, of being a part of a virtual graduation, so that, I'm sure that was a unique experience in its own. Yeah, and we'll talk about this later, but we have a, a little more of that virtual graduation uh, first time history making experience coming up around Norman soon. So. Right, right. But before we get to that, obviously, you know, just a, a couple more things um, from this last week, uh, kind of going back to some of the city business. Um, I know we, uh, our city reporter, uh, Mindy had a, had a really uh, big story over the weekend regarding, uh, again, some kind of pushback on Mayor Breer Clark's uh, order or healthier at home order. Uh, you know, things got, uh, you know, a little dicey there for a minute. So, I mean, Emma, can you, I mean, what, you know, what kind of all happened? Can you just sum that up for me? Yeah. So on Wednesday, I believe Mindy found out about uh, some of these comments on Facebook that were apparently directed toward Mayor Clark. And by Thursday morning, Mayor Clark had uh, reported these comments to the police um, and Mindy had found out that this, this one particular comment came from a police officer in Lexington, and it was made on the Reopen Norman page. And Jesse, do you want to you read this comment for us? Uh, yes, I, I sure will. Um, you know, for those of you that, who, who don't know what the comment said, uh, excuse my language, but uh, the, com <laughs> the comment said, uh, uh, Mayor Dipshit needs to be pulled out of office and tried on the courthouse lawn. Uh, the problem with politicians is they don't get hung in public anymore. Hashtag bring back public hangings. Um, so obviously kind of a, kind of a dicey comment there um, from a police officer. So what was, what was the response um, from the city and from Mayor Clark? Right. So what was interesting is that Mindy actually got a hold of this Lexington police officer on Thursday and he originally told her, uh, no, I didn't make that comment. Um, someone must have hacked my Facebook page because I, I didn't write that. Um, and then again, Mayor Clark reported this to the police. They investigated um, this. This police officer did tell the police he did make this comment. Um, but in the course of their investigation, the Norman Police Department announced Friday that they'd found that the comment wasn't a direct threat to public safety and was pr protected by uh, this police officer's first amendment rights. Yeah. And, you know, I think we, we talked about that a little too, is this, this gets into the whole, you know, first speech or excuse me, free speech, uh, the first amendment rights, right. um, obviously probably wasn't the best thing um, for that police officer to say, um, but is it actually deemed as a, as a real viable threat since it was made on Facebook? Um, you know, does he have the right to say that? And it seems like as of right now, um, the, this uh, situation, this case probably won't go too much further as far yeah, as I understand. Based on what the police have determined. And we don't know, uh, you know, Mindy reached out to the Lexington Police Department. We don't know if any action's been taken on that level against this police officer. But again, on a, on a Norman level, it looks like uh, nothing's really gonna come of this. I know that the mayor has asked that, you know, we, we move forward with civility and, and treat each other kindly here. I know she acknowledged that, you know, quarantining and social distancing really is putting a strain on all of us, but it, it doesn't have to come out this way. Well, and I think the big thing too really is, is there's no great way to handle 
all of what's going on, right? Is whether you're a city official at a local municipality or you're a, a state official or you're a federal official. I mean, there's there's all kinds of different opinions in this pandemic. Obviously, I mean, this people. is unprecedented, right? Yeah. So I think I think obviously some frustration um, from people who may be affected. Um, maybe disproportionately to other people. I think that frustration is obviously understandable and justified, right? Um, but you know, I think the important thing is there there is no blueprint on how to on how to handle this um, from any angle, and this affects a lot of people differently. Right, right. But you know, we've we touched on this a little earlier too. Obviously, this is one of the more uh, extreme examples of some of the pushback that Mayor Clark has gotten in terms of the language being used here. But, you know, you covered uh, some of the legal challenges she's faced. I know that, you know, the decision to allow places of worship and entertainment venues to reopen sooner than planned, uh, some of that came after challenges from the state attorney general and a U.S. attorney. Uh, she faced, you know, a legal challenge from a couple local hair salon owners that uh, pushed the city to reopen personal care businesses sooner than Mayor Clark had originally announced they'd be able to. So, yeah, a, a lot of the city's decisions here have gotten significant pushback, but, you know, this one ended in some pretty harsh speech on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, but, you know, like you said, I think this kind of reflects just a general angst um, that, that people, you know, not only just in Norman, but people in general across the country have um, this, you know, this, this pandemic likely affects a lot of people's livelihoods, their, their jobs, their family, you know, public health, things like that. And so I think uh, really at the end of the day, this is just something that even as businesses, um, start to reopen and cities start to relax restrictions a little. I mean, we're, you know, we're not out of this pandemic. Right. It's, it's still going. And, um, you know, as much as I think you and I and everybody else wants it to be over, I mean, it's not going to be over tomorrow. It's still going. So I think we just got to, you know, do our best to make the best of it, I guess. That's my professional right. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, pandemic expert. Yes, I, that's me. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong, uh, job career field i should, hmm. I should okay I yes should, i should pick that up yes okay well on that note do you want to talk a little about graduations yeah so one one big thing obviously that came out uh, earlier this week was uh was community christian schools plans to have a graduation ceremony uh you know tr a mostly traditional graduation ceremony they actually had it on saturday at their activity center on campus. Now, most of the time when they have their graduations, they have upwards of 2000 people. Um, as far as I understand, talking to school officials early last week, uh, they limited their, uh, the amount of people they could have in the building. They tried to hold it to about 700. They gave each graduating student about 12 tickets to give to family and friends to come. There were around 60 graduates. So um, roughly about 700 uh, people were in attendance. So I think that's kind of another step into uh, some public, some of the public getting a little bit more comfortable with having a lot of people, um, you know, in a, in a facility together. Right. Um, another thing obviously is uh, more public schools announced a couple of weeks ago that they're going to have their graduations in June, uh, late June uh, at the Cox Convention Center in Oklahoma City. It's right next to the Chesapeake Energy Arena where the Oklahoma City Thunder play. And uh, talking with Don Jones, the, the communications officer there, she said as of right now, there's no um, real plans in place to have restrictions on 
uh, attendees. Um, they're they're not going to have any real restrictions like that. But obviously, that is subject to change, um, as I understand. And um, but obviously, things are a little bit different right now for Norman Public Schools right now. So can, I mean, can you just give a brief update on what's going on with Norman? Yeah. So all we've really heard, you know, Superintendent Nick Milliarino has said all this time, all this distance learning semester, that he and and the district are committed to giving graduating seniors an in-person ceremony. And most recently, they've announced that Norman Public Schools is working on putting something together in early August at the Lloyd Noble Center, but we don't have a date for that. Not really sure what exactly that's going to look like yet. Uh, just the district has given assurances that they are working on something in early August for seniors. Right, right. And I think uh, one thing we can, you know, kind of mention real quick as a disclaimer to any listeners is I know we've gotten some questions about, you know, why are different schools in the area and across the state handling graduation a little bit differently. Uh, some are having virtual ceremonies, some have, po- have postponed them, some have had them in person as scheduled, kind of like CCS. Um, I think one one quick thing in talking to uh, Catherine Walker, the city attorney last week, is as far as Norman, um, graduation ceremonies are considered a church service. So there's not real restrictions on how many people they can have. They're just required to um, still adhere to social distancing and things like that. So Norman, you know, obviously still having a commitment to have in-person graduations at some point. This virtual ceremony, these virtual ceremonies, I think obviously are just them practicing extra precaution, not so much as extra restrictions that the city is putting on them. Right. So just to be clear, you know, they're planning something for early August, but Norman is hosting virtual ceremonies this coming week. Uh, So as we get into the section of our podcast, we're we look ahead to this week in Norman, uh, you can be expecting virtual grad ceremonies for Norman North and Norman High. Uh, Norman North is going to be at 7 p.m. on May 21st, and Norman High is at 7 p.m. on May 22nd, and those should be available to live stream on the district's Facebook page and YouTube page. Gotcha. Sorry, Emma. I think I jumped the gun a little bit on that. I, I apologize. <laughs> I think I got a little ahead of you. I'm just so, just so fast. You so know? excited about virtual graduation. <laughs> Right, right. But yeah, I think that'll be interesting too. We we obviously were just talking about OU virtual graduations. I think, I mean, I think it'll be pretty interesting to see how Norman does these virtual graduate or virtual graduations. Um, Have you you gotten any insight into any specific way they're going to do it? Is it going to be similar to the way OU did it? Do you have any insight on that? I'm not sure yet. I, you know, I know they're coming and I know another thing that Norman's going to be doing this week at the elementary level, they're going to be recognizing uh, some of their fifth graders. I know that's going to be different school to school but you know it's a, it's a big deal for uh, fifth graders to move from elementary to middle school uh, so some schools are hosting virtual promotion ceremonies this week for for those kids right that's that'll be neat that'll be neat it's been it's been so interesting to see these different school districts trying to find different ways to you know to honor these you know students at all grade levels as the school year comes to an end obviously it's been a weird into the school year for all these students you know definitely definitely well as we look forward to what's happening this week in norman and as we talk about education i'm going to bring you to the 
fascinating world of the the Norman School Board. Uh, they are yeah. they are meeting Monday night, and along with some you know more routine school board business like hearing bond project updates and making some hires. Uh, one thing that they are going to do, uh, they're going to approve a, a ten cent price increase for school lunches. Uh, but again, school lunches are available at, at free or reduced prices in Norman. Um, and I want to point out too that, you know, during distance learning, Norman Public Schools was providing free meals for any student 18 or under that needed it. And they are going to continue doing that even though the instructional school year has ended. So meal pickup is once weekly, uh, Mondays or Tuesdays at, uh, from 11 to 2 p.m. Um, and again, any, any student who needs it, 18 or under. There are some special directions for getting free meals, depending on how many kids are in your family. Um, so the public schools are asking that you fill out a form on their website, help them plan ahead. And especially if you have more kids uh, in your family, there might be some, some special accommodations that you might have to make. So definitely make sure and visit normanpublicschools.org meals to figure out how you and your family can um, uh, keep getting served by that, that free meals program for the next few weeks. Gotcha. Thank you for that info, Emma. You know, I'm just kind of curious so with this, the school board meeting on Monday, is that something you're going to, uh, you know, in person? How are, how are they handling the, the school board meeting tomorrow? So the school board is still meeting virtually, um, which, you know, we, I've kind of seen different things from different boards. Obviously, the OU Board of Regents met in person last weekend to name a new president. Um, but the Norman Public Schools Board has been meeting via Zoom uh, every time recently. So uh, it looks like they're going to continue doing that this week. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. That, you know, that's honestly just something I was kind of curious about. <laughs> uh, one thing, Emma, honestly, I kind of wanted to mention um, we were talking about earlier, but uh, I'm working on a story right now about, you know, how have medical marijuana uh, dispensaries and businesses, how have they been impacted and by the pandemic? Obviously, restrictions are, are, are lifting um, across the across Norman, um, but how have they been impacted just the last couple months? And one thing that I think has been interesting is, uh, according to the Oklahoma Tax Commission, April was actually the highest grossing uh, month. Uh, in regards to revenue um, for the entire state of Oklahoma. And as I looked at the data, um, Norman actually, Norman residents actually spent a combined 2.3 million on medical marijuana wow. um, in April. And that actually uh, uh, amounted to more than $100,000 in sales tax revenue for the city. Wow. So what are, I know you said that business owners had some things to say about that. What did you hear from folks? Yeah. You know, uh, obviously not every dispensary is experiencing a huge boom in business. I mean, right. there's so many dispensaries here in town and there's only so much, uh, you know, income, expendable income for residents. Um, but a couple of dispensary owners that I talked to have actually, you know, kind of, kind of see this as, Hey, you know, you know, even as, economies uh, across the state and across the country like Norman's, you know, kind of struggle or work on kind of building back up after these shelter in place orders, medical marijuana dispensaries are doing their part and kind of keeping the, the economy afloat as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, especially when a lot of businesses were closed for a little bit, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars in sales tax revenue in a single month is nothing to, you know, is nothing to, you know, that's, that's a lot of that. money. Yeah, for sure. It's a lot of money. Um, so I think I just kind of mentioned that to see, you know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, 
if this revenue keeps up as restrictions uh, start to loosen, you know, back up. And even if there's another, you know, another wave of COVID in the fall, um, as some experts, uh, you know, predict there will be, I mean, are medical marijuana dispensaries and businesses, are they something that local and state and federal economy, not federal economies, excuse me, but local <laughs> and state economies, can they kind of rely on that money a little bit? Yeah. Um, you know, as we go along. So sorry, I just kind of thought I'd, I didn't, I'd mention that real quick. That, that'll be interesting to see. Looking forward to your reporting on that, Jesse. Gotcha. Hey, and you know, I, I wanted to mention real quick, I lay out our business uh, section on Sundays and uh, you had a pretty interesting uh, story that uh, was the centerpiece of our Sunday business section um, this past weekend. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what that story looked like? Yeah, so this is kind of interesting, and it's something that's been in the works for a while, but hopefully is about to come to fruition over the next year. Uh, Cleveland County is building this facility called The Well. Uh, it's going to be right near downtown Norman, just across the railroad tracks from the Cleveland County Courthouse, um, and it's going to be this multi-thousand square foot facility uh, and eventually you know they're planning to break ground this July hopefully be open by fall 2021 and then by 2022 start hosting the Norman Farmers Market uh, so it'll it'll have the farmers market kind of an updated space for that but inside this building uh, there will also be a clinic with uh, Norman Regional Health System health professionals in there kind of rotating out bringing different areas of expertise you might be able to get preventative testing or mental health care there uh, they'll have a kitchen space uh, so different community partners can host cooking demonstrations i know they're going to have a demonstration garden too uh, so community members might be able to see you know a little bit about gardening and agriculture um, and then organizers told me that they're hoping through some community partnerships to bring in some uh, workforce development trainings so maybe they'll host some like resume development nights uh yeah we'll we'll have yet to see what that looks like but they definitely have some very ambitious plans for this space and it'll be exciting to see what it looks like again it it probably won't be open for another year and a half but they are planning on breaking ground this july gosh you know that obviously that sounds like a, a huge project um, that's going on but it sounds like you know obviously if it's if it's successful and, and goes according to plan this could be a huge thing for the city and i think that's what they're hoping you know with that central norman location uh, it should be a pretty accessible and affordable resource for all Cle all cleveland county residents obviously but you know talking to the county commissioner uh Derry stacy he said you know we hope that this draws in people from outside the county and people visiting from outside the state we want this to be an attraction and this this facility the well uh, this is part of a county master plan that's kind of going to take place over the next few years so we've got this facility we've got a, a big parking garage in the works for that area of town and eventually kind of an expansion of the the courthouse so this is definitely not the last project we'll see in that area but is kind of an exciting first right absolutely yeah you know honestly that that excite that you know the well just you know excites me as a norman resident i think that's something that could obviously be a huge boom for the town 
Yeah, and if you go to our website and find the story, you can see some of the renderings, uh, which look pretty cool right now. So. Yeah, yes, please do. Uh, I, like I said, I laid out the, the story this last weekend. It's uh, obviously a great story. Um, any listeners out there, you should definitely go check out Emma's story on that. Well, thank so, you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, Emma, is there, is there anything else uh, we should mention before we hop off here? You know, I think that's it for last week and this week in Norman. Gotcha. Well, uh, like we said earlier, um, thank you uh, to any listeners and and readers out there for tuning into this podcast. Uh, Don't forget that on Mondays and Tuesdays, we have our e-edition online available at normantranscript.com. And obviously, we still have our our, uh, print editions Wednesday through Sunday. You can check out any stories from from Emma and I on there. And uh, until then, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. And again, you can always find us at at Norman News on Twitter or the Norman Transcript on Facebook. So we always love to hear from you. And thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys.